Hi, I'm Satvik Srinivas, one of the co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. The last couple of weeks, I was unable to be on the show, so Arnav took it solo. And this week, I'll be returning the favor. So let's dive right into it. The theme of week three, for me, is that the winners keep winning. We have seven 3-0 teams right now in the NFL. The Steelers, Bills, Titans, Bears, Seahawks, Packers, and Chiefs. And the Bears are definitely the most surprising team on this list. But, you know, you look at their schedule these first three weeks, it hasn't been much. But at the quarterback position, they had a huge change on Sunday as Nick Foles came in. And the, the offense really changed when he came in. And it, it's not really the, the play calling or anything like that. It, it's, I just think it's the fact that Foles was just executing with the offense. He was getting through his progressions. And just s- simply put, they, were just, they, just, they just scored with Nick Foles on the field. And I think we all expected Foles to be the starter at some point. And I think from here, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears can do with Nick Foles under center. So then the Steelers, also 3-0, they won 28-21 to against Houston. I think that was a pretty entertaining game, but the Steelers, they're, they're going to be a good team this year as I saw this coming. And I think it, it really is just that defense and Big Ben is playing well. I, th- I think the Baltimore Ravens have themselves some competition this year in the AFC North. Now we have the Bills at 3-0, and they almost blew a 28-3 lead to the Rams. And, I mean, really, there was that P.I. call late in the game. The Bills found a way to score that touchdown. But I, I think Josh Allen is good, and this Bills team is headed in the right direction. But at the same time, it, a lot of people were, were really, really down on this Rams team. And I think with Sean McVay... Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, who turned around kind of in that second half. I think the Rams are still going to be competitive, and there's really – I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team this year, but I think they'll be competitive, both of these teams, the Rams and the Bills. Then you have the Titans at 3-0. They beat the Vikings in comeback fashion after being down 24-12, I believe. And with the Titans, I really think – these, I personally didn't know really what to make. You know, I had them as a 9-17 and coming into the season. And they've been in some really close games, but they found, they found a way to win. And I think that's really what matters. They 100% believe in Ryan Tannehill. And when the game's on the line, they've been able to deliver. And at 3-0, you, you can't really question that. I, I know it's been against some teams like the Jaguars and stuff, and the Vikings haven't been great, but... 3-0 is 3-0. And then you have the Seahawks and Russell Wilson just going off this season. And I, I know the mantra in Seattle of let Russ cook. And so far it's working. I just really think there, there was a lot of questions about the O-line and stuff. I, I don't know if there was a lot, but you, you know there's the skeptics. But I think that offensive line has played well. And really just 
anytime you you know you have a offensive line that's in question, I, I think a lot of that is on the play caller too. And I, I think their Seattle, their offensive coordinator has done a tremendous job this season, just putting these guys in a position to succeed. And I think Seattle, they're just going to be a team that's going to be there deep in January. And at, with Russell Wilson playing at this level, it's going to be interesting to see how far this team can go. The Packers also at 3-0. Another impressive day for Aaron Rodgers in the offense. Almost another 40-point performance. And I think really just – I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers still has it, man. And there was, there was a skeptics with the Jordan Love pick and the team getting ready for the future. And I, I don't know about all that right now. This team looks like they can compete for a Super Bowl legit this year. And I, I think Jordan Love's going to have to wait for a while if Aaron Rodgers keeps playing like this. And then Monday Night Football, the Chiefs. 3-0. I think, quite honestly, the the Chiefs' offense, they, they looked unstoppable for the majority of the game. And and, and that's not to say that this, they're the Chiefs are this un, invincible team, but Baltimore got behind early. They couldn't do much. They started to amount somewhat of a comeback, but Really, the, the Chiefs are the team to beat in this league, and I, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon as long as they have Andy Reid, Patrick Holmes, and that incredible offense. And, yes, the defense, too. The, the defense doesn't get a whole lot of credit when you're looking at that high-powered offense, but the, the Chiefs' defense played really well last night, too, keeping Lamar Jackson off the field for the majority. And even when he was on the field, they were getting critical stops, and Lamar just – he didn't have a great day. And I think that's just to praise the Kansas City defense, their defensive coordinator. And, yeah, that, that's, that's what the Chiefs are. They are a Super Bowl contender, no question about it. And I know we just talked about these teams that are winning. But on the flip side of that, the losers are still losing. And, and – They've been really – some of these teams have been really disappointing this year. I think at the top of that list are definitely the Eagles, 0-2-1. And I think injuries, again, paint the story for this Eagles team, but there, there's there's no avoiding it. Carson Wentz is not playing like the franchise quarterback they need right now. But with that said, I, I think it's too soon to bench him. The Eagles are in a rough patch right now. They're going to have to dig, dig themselves out of it. But I think – Doug Peterson has to – he has to be the guy right now because there's a lot of inexperienced players taking the field for the Eagles with the injuries, and Carson Wentz hasn't been himself. Doug Peterson just has to put this team in a position to succeed, and we'll see if things change against an injury-riddled Niners team, but things aren't looking bright this year for Philadelphia – I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to turn this thing around, but I don't know if this year if that's gonna happen. The Falcons 0-3 blow on yet another lead. Dan Quinn's time with the team may be coming to an end, and I I don't know the the, the defense hasn't looked great. The offense they can they can put up points they can they can 
the, uh, the numbers have been great for the offense, but at the end of the day, if if they're not going to be able to do enough to win the game, and, and not to put that on the offense, you know, it, it's a whole team thing, but I don't know, something, something's not right in Atlanta, and something has to change. For the Texans, the schedule has not been friendly for them. Kansas City week one, Baltimore week two, Pittsburgh now week three. That's three L's in a row. And then they have Minnesota coming up next week. And, you know, speaking of Minnesota, also another 0-3 team. And believe it or not, I believe they're, they're last in their division right now. That's behind Green Bay, Chicago, both at 3-0, and Detroit, who managed to win over Arizona this past Sunday. So they're at 1-2. and two, And the Vikings were a team that people thought would – potentially win the division this year. And I mean, I wasn't one of those people, but definitely did not see 0-3 coming from the Vikings to start off. It's going to be a tough road, but we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe they compete for a wild card spot, but I I think the Vikings season is not, not going to be too good. And then at the bottom of the barrels, we have bottom of the barrel. We have the Bengals 0-2-1. Joe Burrow's Played well, but the O-line has to help him out. The Giants 0-3, it's rough there. Same with the Jets. The Broncos also 0-3 have been derailed by injuries. And I think this week, after week three, we're starting to get a better idea of where these teams are. And I just want to dive into what I really think the, 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 we have the Seattle-Dallas game, and I think that was a really – it was a really entertaining game, just to say that first. But, you know, Dallas made a lot of mistakes. The turnovers, defensive miscommunication, you know, the offensive line had some issues. But when when Dak has time to throw, it, it, it's, in, it's almost – almost like Kansas City-like, like these receivers that they have. And I, I the, the Seattle could not play man coverage. You know, Michael Gallup was consistently winning. They had the the new receiver. I forget his name. I apologize for that. Uh, there was a fourth-string receiver that had a huge day on Sunday for the Cowboys. I, I know there was that one drive where it was a two-play 75-yard touchdown drive, and you know, the, the Cowboys are a team that are that's capable of doing that kind the having that kind of explosive offense. But at the same time, on the other side, you had Seattle and you know, Seattle had a, some mistakes too, not as much as Dallas. The DK Metcalf play comes to mind. And that was really a head up heads up play by uh Trayvon Diggs, I believe. But it, it's clear both of these teams can play, but what it really came down to at the end you know, Dak went down, scored, put his team up by one, I think 30, 30 to 29. And then Russell Wilson, the Seahawks came roaring right back. They scored the touchdown and the two-point conversion. So they were, I, I think it was 32-21. That's right. Uh, Seattle was, Dallas was up 32-21, 32-31, excuse me. And then Seattle went down and scored with the two-point conversion to make it 38-31. And now Dallas had time, two minutes with the ball, I believe three timeouts. And it was just one of those games that came down to the, with the team that had the ball last to go down and score. And 
it, it could have been an overtime game possibly if Dallas scored, but, you know, they just couldn't deliver at the end there. And I think that's sort of been the story with this Dallas Cowboys team. They've, they've been good, but in the big moments, they haven't delivered. And I think that's still the, that's still the case for this team. Green Bay won over New Orleans on Sunday night, 37 to 30. I think this is a great win for Green Bay, especially considering the fact that they didn't have Devontae Adams. And I think that just really goes to show that they, the, the Packers did not draft a single receiver this in the draft. And there was a lot of talk about, you know, just them not putting pieces around Aaron Rodgers, all of that. But I think look, looking at what's happened so far this season, it could just it, – it seems like the Packers just had faith in the receivers they had. When you look at a guy like Alan Lazard, who had a huge day, I believe buck 50 receiving, and they spread the ball to eight different pass catchers. And the offense just looks different this year. I think – I don't know if it's just the improvement of the younger guys who are playing better, but for the offense to look like that and stretch the field without Devontae Adams, it's just scary to think what they could have done having Devontae Adams if they had Devontae Adams. And then on the other side, the Saints were also missing their best receiver. And I, I think that Drew Brees has been receiving a little bit of criticism, you know, especially – not having the deep explosive plays down the field. But I really think that's not necessarily a, a criticism of his ability to throw the deep ball. I just think that's the offense that the Saints are in right now, especially without Michael Thomas. But they don't, they're not a home run hitting time type of team. At least they weren't, certainly weren't last night. You know, it, it was quick game to Alvin Kamara getting the ball out and it was an offense that was it was ex- executing at an elite level. And I, I think that it's sort of like what you might have seen in the last couple of years, you know, before the decline of decline as in, you know, production-wise in New England last season, it wasn't pretty. But before that, it was kind of that thing, having Julian Edelman getting the ball out quickly, the running backs, James White. It, it was that kind of offense that we see from the Saints. And and it does work. Not having the deep threat is a liability, but that I don't think that's necessarily reflective of where Drew Brees is at currently at this point. I think that's more the offense. But the Saints, they could have won that game if it wasn't for that fumble, a really costly fumble by Taysom Hill that gave the Packers the ball back. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Packers found a way to win. And it's not the end of the world for the Saints, but this was a huge win for Green Bay, getting that tiebreaker, which they might potentially need down the road. But, yeah, Green Bay at 3-0. and Who would have seen that coming? I mean, I thought they would be a good team this year, but they have been dominant so far. And it's going to be interesting to see how far they can go. And the last game I want to talk about from week three is Kansas City and Baltimore. And I, I think I already touched on this, you know, the Chiefs, they were almost instop- unstoppable. And I think the Ravens are going to have to change a lot defensively because what they did last night simply did not work. Guys were wide open. 
And now Mahomes is 3-0 against Lamar, and you can make all the excuses you want for Lamar, but, you know, he had some accuracy issues, took some big sacks late in the game, and the potential, the potential is there, but he hasn't, his, his level of play hasn't necessarily elevated the guys around him, but the Chiefs and Ravens, I believe they will likely meet down the road again. And now the Chiefs have the tiebreaker. But it, the Ravens are still a team. I, I believe that last night they got down early. It wasn't pretty, but – and I think that's kind of been the story with the Ravens. You know, look at that Titans game and before that. But the Ravens are going to have to figure this thing out. They definitely have the personnel. It's, an, it's, not, it's not a personnel issue. I think they, it's schematics. It's coaching. They, they have to – and it's not an easy task, trust me. It, it is not. Just looking at the way Kansas City played last night, but they can't, they can't make it easy on Kansas City. They had a lot of big penalties. Baltimore had a lot of penalties. Guys were wide open. And that kind of stuff just can't happen. But I think Baltimore will clean that up. I think next time we will have a closer matchup. I, don't, I definitely can't say that I think Baltimore will win anytime soon because – now Kansas City is just – Kansas City is the top dog in this league, so it's going to be interesting. So now, just before we wrap up this episode, I want to take a look a little bit into what we have coming up week four. A few interesting games here, the Steelers and the Titans, two 3-0 and teams going at it. Then you have Vikings-Texans, two 0-3 teams, the other side of the spectrum. They're trying to get out of their respective ruts to open 2020. And then the Eagles and 49ers on Sunday night football. And I know the Eagles have been a really disappointing to say the least, but I still think the 49ers are an injury plagued team. Both of these are two of the most injury plagued teams in the NFL. I think it could still make for a good game. You could keep out for that, but without a question, game of the week, Patriots at Chiefs. And this is going to be, it has potential to be one of the best games of the season, but at the same time, it could possibly end up being another dominant performance from Kansas city. But I think the really, what the, what I want to know here is what does Bill Belichick have in store? Cause it, the Pats, if they run the ball, play good defense and they find a way to make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket Get the ball out quickly. Don't don't give him anything easy. No no penalties. Don't 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 give up those big plays. Make them have to earn it. Five yards, six yards, three yards, two yards at a time. You know those long drives. I think the Patriots they they can do it. If any team in this league can do it, New England can do it. You know Cam has to make some special t- special plays in big moments. You never know if but that's the game to watch this week in Week Four. So with that, thank you for listening to the 13th episode of the Backfield Rift. And make sure to stay tuned next week when hopefully Arnov and I will both both be back together and we can take a look at what happened in week four. Until then, it's been Satvik Srinivas. Stay safe and take care.